Magneto Funky, number 43. It's Monday, October 23rd, 2017. Hey, Larry here, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. Uh, This week, a lot of people in this country will be dressing up as their favorite Halloween character, trying to forget the actual entitled asshole monsters trying to drive the ship of state off a cliff. Anyway, we open with The Awful Green Things from Outer Space by Clozeau the neo-exotica artist from Houston, Texas. Uh, This is a spooky tune that's one of my favorite holiday numbers from my old podcast, Sundown Lounge. And otherwise, I took a fresh look at my starter SRO grid, and I finally got over the hump with reading DC Current. 
Hey, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, uh, with an increasing sense of urgency, I'm focusing back on the ideal shape of my practical starter SRO grid, which starts at level 2 grid down ready, uh, based on watt hours, as in 10 amps at 12 volts for between 30 minutes and 3 hours. Now, in a nutshell, one 12-volt, 35-amp-hour sealed lead-acid battery coupled with 150 to 250-watt 20-amp inverter charger and an automatic transfer switch and a 3- or 4-outlet surge protector will give me a comfortable 90 minutes of steady power. Hey, maybe 2 hours if I push it. Now, batteries are still fairly expensive. But I've noticed that in many places I've window shopped, that 35-amp-hour battery will cost about as much as two 15-amp-hours or four 7-amp-hour batteries, between 40 and 60 bucks. And I'm limiting the in-house grid to two batteries, trying to keep it simple and semi-portable. The inverter charger and the transfer switch is not going to be a single device. I mean, they sell them, but that's kind of overkill. I mean, I don't need a 2 kilowatt unit. It's more a mix of a $30 to $40 250-watt inverter. Uh, I saw a three-stage sealed lead-acid battery charger for under 30 bucks, And the transfer switch, that's more for industrial or house infrastructure grids or RV use. So, more overkill. But I did see an instructable on building a switch using an electromechanical relay for under 20 bucks. So, I'm looking at that. I'm also looking at building a hand crank charger using uh, one of those little microwave turntable motors. Uh, I mean, you can get 240 watts at 4 amps with the one I got coming from China. Now, I want to match that with a full-wave bridge rectifier, and that's for the deep shit scenario. Like I say, day three with no power. And this is also where the sunstones come in. So, in further dipping into and swimming through the knowledge base, I'm looking at what I'm calling a two-stage booster circuit. Instead of making more of those 5X double cells, to increase the capacity, yeah, that's one costly option. I'm looking into ultra low voltage joule thieves that can pull a hundred millivolts or less. Now I started with the original uh, patent filed back in the 80s for a circuit built for Pelcher type low heat generators, which had the circuits and parts explained in excruciating detail. Oh well, then I looked at. 5 to $10 modules that can pull as low as 1.2 volts, but 
A few people have built jewel thieves that pull as low as 25 millivolts and can output from 4 to 8 volts using a particular type of transistor, a JFET. That's a junction gate field effect transistor, which isn't used as much today. So it's becoming one of those exotic parts I'll probably have to get online. Well, anyway, the second stage would be a regular DC to DC booster that would take that 4 to 8 volts and boost it up to 12 to 24 volts to charge my big battery. Uh, that part is also coming from China. There are lots of vendors there that do seem vetted from the eBay that will sell small lots or single pieces for a couple bucks. Uh, they should arrive in a week or so, giving me the first components of my eventual grid that I now can design and build around. Okay, uh, coming back with more developments on the sunstone and the battery and not blowing my multimeter fuse. Okay, uh, back to the stage. Continuing with a block of favorite spooky numbers for a beach blanket monster mosh. Uh, first up, it's Head Blown Off by Cretan 66, a band from Kansas City, Missouri that formed in the 1990s. Uh, nope, they're no longer with us. Next, it's The Cemetery from Get Three Coffins Ready, a local Denver group that some say never traveled further than Colorado Springs and they issued their CDs locally by themselves. But hey, I found out about them. I played a bunch of their songs. Now, this instrumental surf rock band had their last show in 2010. And we wrapped the mosh pit with We Are What We Eat by My Woshin Mashin, a Russian-German eclectic electronic crossover rock dance punk outfit that is still going strong. I don't wanna go down to the picture show If they ain't got no movies that know how to rock and roll See your head blown off And I wanna see your car explode Giant monsters knock down buildings And muscle cars tear up the road It came from outer space It ate some toxic waste It keeps you ten feet long And now it's doing it on your face Well that's a price you pay
night of total terror. Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, today is the 23rd, marking 275 days 
of dickish, mean-spirited, and self-serving bullshit from our draft-dodging, chicken-hawk, blue falcon, commander and thief, who some say won't last a year in office, unless he actually starts a goddamn war just to impose martial law and prevent being kicked to the damn curb. But enough about this asshole pissing on the bodies of soldiers who knew what they signed up for. And you know, that is awful damn close to what Super Chicken used to say to his sidekick Fred. Yeah, look it up. Anyway, before I go off on the many shitty things that I could go off on, let's just quickly run the dates. Today, the 23rd, is the day in 4004 BC, according to biblical interpretation, by church leaders in 1650, the earth was supposed to have been created. Anyway, uh, the 24th is United Nations Day and World Development Information Day. And also we got an event. Got a big impeachment rally at San Francisco City Hall. Happening from noon to 12.40 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, San Francisco Supervisor Sandra Lee Fuhr will introduce a resolution calling on Congress to initiate impeachment proceedings against P. Grabby. Oh, and if you can, please bring an impeachment sign. Uh, after the rally, there's going to be a Board of Supervisors meeting beginning at 2 p.m. to demonstrate the city's support for the impeachment resolution. Uh, the rally is hosted by Indivisible San Francisco. Oh, and also on the 24th, in 1948, a killing smog blanketed the small town of Donora near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A suffocating cloud of industrial gases, a mix of sulfur dioxide, carbon monoxide, and metal dust came from the smokestacks of the local zinc smelter where most of the town worked. Over the next five days, 20 residents died, and half the town's population, like 7,000 people, were hospitalized with difficulty breathing. Uh, the Donora tragedy shocked the nation and marked a turning point about industrial pollution and its effects on health, which nowadays would be laughed off and brushed aside by the fucking Nazi channel. Okay, October 27th is World Day for Audiovisual Heritance, and the 29th is World Stroke Day. And yeah, the calendar is thin because almost everything going on this week are all of the Halloween parties, theme and non-theme. If you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice, an update on the 5X Sunstone. After a week of readings, that 650 millivolts has slowly climbed up to 732 millivolts 
as of Sunday afternoon, and the three volt battery has gone up to swinging between 3.39 and 3.42 volts. Even the bum cell that was under 300 millivolts before, now it's at 360. This is two weeks after shorting the cells out and more or less leaving them alone, leading me to suspect these things actually do cure over time. And my not letting the liquid drain off, like in the card cells, letting it evaporate from the salts might be helping. But that's not the biggest issue with the sunstones. It's the whole deal of measuring the current and not blowing the fuse on my little fancy blue multimeter. Now, I admit, I blew the fuse trying to casually test one of the loose 18650s. But being skittish about frying another fuse, I put it off and put it off until Sunday night after I watched uh, the latest Star Trek Discovery episode. And then I went and set up the springboard with the simple 510 ohm resistor to the red LED circuit. I tested it with the 18650s. A 2P, that's about 3.7 volts, and a 2S, about 4.8 volts. Well then, I made a break in the circuit, set the meter to 200 milliamps DC, and put the leads in, and got 22, 23 milliamps. And a 100 ohm resistor would give me 25 milliamps. That's right what it's rated at on the data sheet. Cool. Oh, the 3 volt sunstone didn't do jack on the simple circuit. And I saw why when I read the battery under load. The voltage dropped from 3.4 down to 1.8 volts. That's about half. And it's below the 2 volt forward voltage of the little damn red LED. So, no circuit, no current. So anyway, here's a ballpark guess. I really do need an ultra-low voltage jewel thief with the components to pull 500 millivolts or less. And yeah, I am researching right now what happens when you put a 2-volt load on a 3-volt battery, just so I don't freak myself out about this. So, thankfully, next month, I don't have to buy another two damn fuses. Uh, but I am going to be looking for a 10-pack of JFET. Uh, specifically, it's the two SK-170s that I'm looking for. And meanwhile, I'm going back through all the little tiny resistors and capacitors I've salvaged so far. Uh, I need to finish cataloging them, and hopefully I'll have a couple of interesting components. And by the way, earlier, I did try the Jewel Thief again with the two 110 microhenry inductors and the 510 ohm resistor. On the 3 volt sunstone, got nothing. But after removing the resistor, I got a 450 millivolt voltage drop across the LED, which means more homework. And I still don't know the capacity of this damn thing. And any spotters out there who are chortling at my stumble bumbling, yeah, thanks for the help. But you know, if you really do want to help, come to the Facebook page and offer to answer a couple of dumb questions. Because like I said, this ain't the Mr. Science Show. I am doing this shit under duress because I'm in a yellow grid zone. Hell, we had another level one grid down last week. 
I am literally trying to save my bacon, my thick sliced bacon, my breakfast sausage, my salsa, and whatever else I have in my cooler. And hey, I can only read and reread so fast. <sighs> but anyway. Alright, for one more tune this week, it's Where is the Werewolf by Wolf Wolf, a trash and roll band from Grunewald, Switzerland, that I think is still going strong. Hey, their SoundCloud page is up. Magneto Funky is a 1223 Studios joint. Show files are at iTunes, except for the 9-11 show. Uh, Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the show pages, and you can download the MP3 directly. If you like the show, please drop a review or rating at iTunes or the Facebook. Uh, show themes, Rocket Power, and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. 
some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, October 30th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.